Hello, beautiful friends. I hope you're having a good day, good night, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Today, we have two special guests today. We have Alasia Sims and Danielle Sharkey. Danielle Sharkey is a holistic practitioner and she hosts retreats all around the world. She is in Colombia right now, and I am so excited to have her here to talk about the topic holistic health and her journey, her story, how she became this divine feminine beautiful woman she is today and she's completely changing the world while she's healing herself healing the world and i'm so excited to have her with us and alasia sims i met her a few weeks ago actually met both of them a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and um uh we're hosting a retreat together as well hosting women's circles in our hometown and we've just built a beautiful friendship together and she's just welcomed me into her circle and i feel like both of our brains come together and we think about how to create um, a community of like-minded women and bring together that community to uh, meet more people and to heal ourselves and to spiritually, physically, and mentally grow. And I'm so happy to have both of y'all on my podcast today. And I'm mm -hmm. so excited to talk about our journeys and get to know each other on a deeper level. Beautiful. <laughs> Hello, it's Alasia Sims from The Collective Show, and we do have Danielle here. Hi, Haley. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Hello. 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 <laughs> this episode, talk about holistic health with you. And yes, um, Danielle also does spiritual retreats, so definitely go contact her about more info on that. And let's get the show started. So, Danielle, let's, uh, I'm going to edit this out, <laughs> but... <laughs> Can you share us a story of how you, you know, got here and transitioned into holistic health and how this path has benefited you? Mm, that's a really beautiful question. Um, first and foremost, thank you both for sharing this space with me, sharing the energy. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. It's always a, a special, just, you know, a special way of healing, just sharing with each other, right? And, yes. and listening to each other's stories and our unique backgrounds. So even this conversation in itself is a way to, you know, heal and collaborate together. And I'm always grateful for that. Um, I used to do it alone a lot, you know, and I've recently really just been welcoming new people into my life. And it's like, I think that's a, a programming that we've been taught in the United States is like the hyper-independence thing, right? But it's actually not what we're, we're biologically, genetically programmed to be as separate. We're, we're here to be unified and together. So thank you. Thank you. Um, that's a really big question. And it's really, you know, there's so many intricacies and so many details of my life story that have brought me to where I am today. But I would say the most pivotal ones would be number one, seeing my mom get really sick at a young age. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor. I always wanted to be an anesthesiologist. You know, I saw Grey's Anatomy and I was like, I'm going to be a surgeon. You know, I was yes. like, I've always been a big dreamer. I've always had big ideas. And I've always at the core said, like, I wanted to save the world, right? I want to help people. I'm a humanitarian through and through. But at 15 years old, after my parents finalized their divorce, there was a lot of drama there, a lot of heavy baggage with that. Um, my mom couldn't find a job. There were multiple other factors that just really like aided in her stress. And it got mm -hmm. to a point where she got really, really sick. She um, was vomiting a lot. She lost a bunch of weight. She was like my size and I was 15 years old, you know, and I saw her sick for about a month. And then, you know, we took her in to get some brain scans and get more ideas of what was going on. And she was diagnosed with MS, multiple multiple sclerosis originally. And then it's it's kind of, um, she's been re-diagnosed with a more advanced form of it. But I saw that at 15 years old, seeing her get sick. And it was just, you know, I saw the doctor's they did their best right through the their the way that their brains are trained through one one very specific lens of if i can see it i can diagnose it and that's what it is and these are the protocols you know mm -hmm. um and i just saw her get more and more and more sick you know there was there was there were a couple like phases of remission but eventually just more and more sick and she's on 24 hour care now and it's like i saw that and you know, I always kind of had that 
intuition that something wasn't right with mainstream medical system, something wasn't right with some of the things that we do in the Western world. And then seeing that it was like confirmation of that really deep intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, that was a really, really, really rough time for me trying to figure everything out as a teenager by myself and applied to college, went to college. And my first boyfriend at the time in college, he ate really, really, really healthy. And I thought I was you know, healthy, like, I guess I have, I had always been an athlete. I'd always been really lean, but like maybe too skinny. Um, and I started eating healthy with him and I started seeing my body change, my like acne go away. All of these things Mm -hmm. started healing. And then I got into yoga and then I started seeing benefits in my mental health when I didn't even really know that I had, you know, mental health issues. I started, started experiencing peace and real energy for the first time in my entire life and I think the combination of all of those three things over the span of a few years really it made me feel like I I found like gold you know I found treasure and I was like why is not everybody doing this (laughs) like what is happening I'm healing simultaneously my mom is being brought through the system and getting worse Mm -hmm. I'm healing naturally And then I think that just lit a fire inside of me of like, there's something incredible here with, um, with alternative wellness. And so I changed my degree from pre-med to holistic nutrition. And that was kind of like the catalyst to everything. Wow. And holistic health is the balance between emotional, physical, mental, social, well-being. And I think that finding a balance between your family life and your friends, the way you eat, your mental health is so, so important. And Mm -hmm. just finding that perfect balance. So how would you personally say finding a healthy balance in between all of those in the difficult times? Mm, So originally I didn't, you know, I think think the hero's journey usually involves a lot of really dark nights and Mm -hmm. we're taught for me personally, from my experience and just from my experience of the culture of the United States, I think we're taught at a very young age to not speak about your feelings and to cope yes. with alcohol and to party and to, you know, do all of these things that ultimately like lead you down a much darker path and 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 they make you more sick. So for me, that was how I coped for a really long time, like in high school and getting into college was through partying, through alcohol, through drugs, through distraction. I mean, they're all distractions, right? And it's interesting. I was like feeling into this podcast before I got on and I feel like I, some answers already came to me. And like one of the answers would be things that I wouldn't be in this position without. Number one is like hitting rock bottom multiple times you know like I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't hit those rock bottoms because I learned if I continue it's not going to go well you Mm -hmm. know and I need to find another way to pick myself back up and I found that through movement through meditation and through making the choice to you know not end up like the people that get sick later in life you know it's like okay am I gonna invest my time and energy and maybe not a lot of money that I have but the money that I do have in my well-being to you know experience longevity later in life or am I just gonna kind of roll the dice and hope that I don't get sick like I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is all of these tools are available for you so that you create the outcome of your life. Obviously we can't know when death is going to knock on our door, but you can do everything in your power to be happier, to be healthier and to, and to create the life of your dreams and um, meditation movement and community definitely. And yes, choosing to input. Um, it's like, are you driving a Mercedes? Are you driving a broken down, you know, Volkswagen? what are you putting into the car that is your vessel? Like what gasoline are, what fuel are you putting in there? And yeah, all of those inputs are so essential. That's beautiful. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started getting into holistic health when my older cousin, his name is Jordan. I did do some episodes collabing with him, my first few set of episodes. Um, He's what really kind of opened my eyes into being vegan, intermediate fasting, holistic health, just stuff like that. And um, initially, like I shared with Haley, what did jumpstart it was um, parasites. I'm like, um, I don't really feel like having little, you know, creatures in my body feasting on the nutrients that I need. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do about this? So then it went from the rabbit hole of, you know, buying the parasite cleanse books and getting the, you know, necessities, like the supplements and, um, the herbs to kind of cleanse them out. And then that went from, well, you know, I'm already cleansing my body and I'm already trying to work on, you know, my gut health just to get it prepared for more nutrients and more beneficial uh, stuff that would fuel me and fuel my energy. So then it went from that to, I guess I could start thinking about being vegan because if I'm already trying to be healthier in this aspect, okay, let's try a transition to be vegan. So um, about, you know, last year, starting in October, that's when I started to transition. I literally threw out all my um, like products away and switched them with vegan um, products. Even like, it, it, <laughs> I go big or go home. So I'm like, either I'm going to be oh, yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for me, it was like, right when I made that decision, I was like, okay, well, let's go with the, you know, let's go 90 to nothing, pedal to the metal. I threw out my my uh, hairbrushes, my toothbrushes, my toothpicks, my ear swabs, everything, and switch it to eco-friendly, like su- substantial mm-hmm. products. And then from there, I was like, um, well, now I'm already trying to be vegan. Okay, what else is healthy? Oh, holistic health, mind, body, spirit. Okay. And then I started to look into that. Then I was like, oh, maybe I should get, you know, my PhD into, um, uh, what is it? It's natural or integrative medicine. So mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking about. I'm still, I'm still thinking about it, but either if I do get my PhD in it, I'm going to just get a certification or something in that aspect. Cause I am into like body nutrition as well. And from there, it went, okay, now I want to be a humanitarian. Now I want to be philanthropist. Now I want to, you know, do herbalism. So it's like, I'm trying to be the healthiest version of myself I can be. And that does take a lot of discipline and just making the choice, you know, do you, are if you're actually thinking about it, what are the steps and ways to start going into that direction? Because it's really about discipline and making the choice that that's mm. what you're going to do. Because, you know, once I did decide to be vegan, it's like, um, it wasn't, you know, fully vegan. It was like a sometimes vegan, quote unquote, what they call it, where majority of what you eat is vegan, but sometimes it is not. But and personally, I feel like that's where I'm at right now in my journey. Yeah, me too. yeah. And that's why I want to have like-minded friends where I can grow from their information because it's like, I'm at a point where it's like, okay, um i'm watching where i'm consuming it from whether that's like organic grass-fed um pure meat and that's kind of my alternative when i go to eating meat and at the same time when i do eat it i'm like i remember that these animals do have a a soul and they have like a purpose on life so Mm -hmm. then that's where like my point is is i'm not too sure so i like to hear different people's stories so i can kind of have more information about like why other people are vegan or what their thoughts on eating meat and holistic health, how that kind of intertwines with that. And, and, you know, when I did decide, you know, after making the initial thought process of being a sometimes vegan, then I started to cry every time I ate meat. And this is just my personal experience. I have no judgment to what anyone else is doing in their life, but this is just the discipline and the plan that I want for myself, for my mind, body, and spirit, because I feel like, you know, I am a reflection of these beings that I want to respect them. I want to have compassion and unconditional love for, you know, what is me. So that's kind of like where I I am at in my journey that I'm starting to fully transition into, you know, just doing what's really healthy for my body and for my soul and spirit and a little holistic health. Um, Also, I do want to add that there is a 
chart for holistic health comparing the Western medicine and their Eastern medicine. It's called the Healing Web. So there are PDFs that you can get for free on Google or um, you can purchase them on Amazon, Etsy. So I would definitely take a look at that because I have it posted around my house and my family loves using the chart to kind of, you know, see what they can do as remedies and uh, alternatives versus anything mm -hmm. that's Western medicine based. Yes, love that. Beautiful. Yeah, I like to say I'm an intuitarian. That's where I'm at now with my life. I'm an intuitarian. So I was vegan. I'm I'm the kind of person, and I feel like we all kind maybe have this in us where if something like interests us, we get obsessed with it. Okay. So yes. I got obsessed for many years with nutrition and and I like to biohack. I like to experiment and try everything and the supplements and the nootropics and the different diets. And I got into, yeah, I was vegan for two, three years, but I've also been an athlete my whole life. And, um, you know, you just learn more about yourself through trying these different things. And in the long run, um, I wasn't able to provide my body with the nutrition that it needed to support how much I was exercising because I was exercising from anywhere two to two hours a day plus working on my feet and so my body kind of like started to break down because I couldn't you know it's got to be it's got to be a substantial amount of food it has to be balanced with the proteins and the macros and I just couldn't provide that for myself at 2021 20, you know Mm -hmm. Um, so then I, my body ended up kind of breaking down a little bit and I had to start slowly incorporating like a little bit of fish, a little bit of meat, but it's all, ultimately, I feel like it's about balance. It's about the intention. It's about the respect and it's about what you feel is right for you. You know, there's no yes. right or wrong. So 100%. Haley, do you have anything to, uh, ask? I kind of want to know how you ended up in Colombia. Like, I know that, I know that I feel like you've been called to go there and you have yeah. a home in Colombia, correct? Um, I'm moving into my space for the next three months. It's literally like a house. Tomorrow? Um, I'm moving into like a little in-between space for a week, but this one's still also in nature and it's a beautiful home. It's like, it worked out perfectly. It worked out yes. perfectly. Then in a week, after tomorrow, I'm moving into like the house house and I'm going to be holding events and ceremonies and stuff. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. You know, huh? I said congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned about myself and being like incredibly sensitive, being a psychic, being like really tapped in is that I need nature and I need quiet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I love community and going to events like that, it's not even isolation for me. It's like connecting with the earth because the earth heals me, the earth, you know, I hold a lot of people's energy in um, client calls and meetings and retreats and classes, whatever it is. So I need that healing as well. And I get that from, you know, being in nature. And it's a perfect balance between. Yeah. Yeah, social life and being able to sit with yourself and sit in the stillness with nature and becoming one with that mm -hmm. it's a perfect balance yeah so how did I end up in Columbia <laughs> um okay well I've always had that gypsy soul the kind mm -hmm. of like there's something wrong with America <laughs> like there's something not Absolutely. right here I don't feel good everybody's angry everybody's scared like the news is terrible I've, I've always had that like really rebellious if I feel like something's not right for me and it's not aligned with me I'm like I gotta go you know and so I, I've always felt since I was a, a teen I'm like I don't think I belong in this country you know like love it love things about it love aspects aspects about it I'm like not trying to throw any shade or be negative mm -hmm. but we need to do better we do and that that frequency of fear just runs rampant that frequency of oppression that frequency of stand in line and do what you're fucking told energy yeah. like mm -hmm. it's not it's not right you know and I just knew that there was something like I knew I always wanted to be my own boss. I knew I wanted to be free. I knew I wanted to travel. And so I started at age 21. I went to Thailand for my yoga teacher training. And then I came back and then I got into a relationship. And that was a four-year relationship. 
And in that relationship, I completely lost like touch with who I really was. And so I got away from those visions. And then we ended about a year and like about almost two years ago now, almost a year and a half ago. And I was able to reconnect with what do I really wait? What do I really want? Like, this isn't what I do. I really want. And my soul was like, you want to travel like you've always wanted, you know? And first it brought me to Costa Rica last year. So I was living there for six months and running my business and living like, oh my God, the energy in Costa Rica, it's like you're floating in the ethers, like (laughs) nothing matters. I was just living such a magical life. Um, And then I came back to the States and um, I met a friend in Costa Rica and, and we wanted to keep traveling together. And so we decided to go to Colombia at the beginning of this year and it's felt more like home than than any place I mean the culture here the like the people are so loving they're so giving they're so helpful the food the nature the energy like it's incredible so I left for a couple of months to go to Mexico and then I came back and I'll be here until the end of the year so I love that so much it feels oh I'm sorry continue when you speak you're like energy lights up like Mm -hmm. you have such like your passion feels a room I love it oh it really does yeah that's that's how I've always been used to (laughs) people didn't used to like it and now they do so (laughs) yeah thank you um so I wanted to start asking a few questions me and Haley have questions for you a little quick Q&A so I'll go first um what is holistic health? What is it? Mm-hmm. Or what is it to me? Um, Like, what is it? Well, both. What is yeah. it, it, you know, in terms of like, to ex- like explain it to the audience, but mm-hmm. what does it mean to you as well? Because I'm curious for both. Yeah, holistic health is, it's, for me, I go really deep, right? So it gets a little, everything gets a little philosophical. I love that. That's I'm my favorite part that. about you. <laughs> you you go very deep and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's that cancer moon. Um, we got a lot of watery energy, but yeah. Holistic health for me, or just in general, I feel like it's, it's a way similar to what you said earlier, Haley. It's about mind, body, and spirit. It's about realizing um, and learning about the holy trinity of the three that you know your mind affects your body your body affects your spirit vice versa and that once you can learn how to balance them and and feed them all properly and find unison with them it's it's a means to empower yourself you yes. know it's a means to break free of the oh you have a symptom take a pill which is going to give you more symptoms and then this is going to give you this disease and that like it's a means to break free of the medical system which is in my opinion you might not agree with it it's completely ass backwards it's wrong I don't think it was built on pure impure intentions I think the intentions were pure originally but now it's just transformed into this like money demonic money machine you know Mm -hmm. they don't care about your wellness they don't care about your well-being it's it's holistic health is about not everybody, I don't want to overgeneralize, but you know what I mean? Holistic health is about taking that power back. It's not about seeking answers outside. It's not about putting the power to heal yourself in the hands of somebody else. It's about putting that power in your hands because you're learning about yourself from a molecular structure, like from a molecular level. What do I need? And remembering like you, your body is designed to heal itself. You know, just as you get a scratch on your hand, you know, you don't have to do anything. Usually that scratch develops a scab and that scab turns into a scar and then the scar heals. Your body is designed to heal itself. It has ancient, ancient wisdom. And it's about remembering that, tapping into that and then applying it to your life to empower yourself so that there's not, you know, people trying to tell you that it's about sovereignty. You know, it's about being sovereign in your being and not having people outside of yourself telling you what to do with your body. Yes. And when you're joining, like, um, like starting into holistic health, I, 
I feel like the foundation is really about establishing healthy habits into your life because I feel like sometimes it would be difficult to switch up an eating routine or switching up toxic patterns that you have in your life, especially if you have an environment where that's not normal or it's not really talked about. And I really think it's about establishing healthy habits into your life. And that's going to look different for everyone. And it's going to work different in each and every body, whether that is yoga and meditation or more mindfulness practices or veganism or eating more organic foods and really tapping into your intuition and what you feel like is right for your body, because really everyone's going to have a different answer. And I feel like it's really difficult to tell people like who to be, how to act, how to live, what their purpose is. And I feel like really just allowing yourself to find those answers is what's going to resonate with you. And I feel like that's a lot of alone time and a lot of self-reflection of what makes you happy and what makes you feel good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Haley. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. And um, I had this little conversation with a few, you know, divine spirits a few days ago about like, you know, philosophy and how the body works and stuff. And um, I think there's also like a misconception when people are talking about, you know, mind, body, spirit, they kind of use that for some people, not everyone, but they use that as like um, talking about how the generation is right now instead of going back to the root of how humans were mm. existent. You know, it, it. I just think it also goes with genetics and mutation and stuff. Like you got to go all the way back and peel the, the onions and layers, you know, from Shrek all the way back to the <laughs> beginning, not from now. I'm like, you can't base how society, like how a human is based off the society and structure and how it is now. Mm -hmm. So I also want, you know, to just shine the light on that, that if you are going to um, look back at your ancestry um, or compare it to uh, how social cues used to be now and back then, definitely go back to the root of how literally humans exist. That's that's their specialty. It's just to exist. All these other rules and social cues and structure and things you have to abide by or what the government tell you. This is just for play. That mm -hmm. is not our truth. That's not our nature. That's just what we design. It's man-made. So, yeah, I just definitely want to um, shine the light on that. Does anyone want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's beautiful. It's so true. It's it just like it reflects on how my intuition and mine has worked when I really got into learning about all of this I remember there were a couple of years where it's like wait let's go back to how we were how did we do it in the beginning how did we right we were like, like hunters and gatherers and living in tribes and living in communal um, ways and obviously we're living longer now because of technology but and and different advancements but also are we healthier now you know, and so it's like when we go back to that, we go back to that that communal way of living, living off the land, creating that relationship with the animals. If we do hunt them, creating the relationship with the food when we're gathering, when we're growing, it's like that is what we're being called back to. I feel it. I've been seeing it I've, for years, you know, and I know once we make it to that, like this world is going to be such a happier and healthier place. But it's about like destructuring those lies, just like you said. So yes, some time. I love that so much. And I feel like the world would be a happier, more beautiful and peaceful place if we really came together with our knowledge and really just accept that everyone has different opinions and that if we put our knowledge together and build a healthy, strong community that we could all mm. find peace and disagreeing or just living in a healthier way with balancing out our mind, body, and soul. So this is break time. So we're going to take a 10 minute break and we're going to come back and join the same meeting. So it's okay, okay. but just come back in 10 minutes and I'll start it back up in 10 minutes. Okay, okay. friend. Break time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Going back to your relationship with your mom and what you went through as a very young teenager, I'm really curious about how you dealt with 
her sickness and your environment and how mm. you truly, uh, what was the turning point for you when you decided that you no longer identify with your environment and those traumas? Mm. You know, that's a lifelong journey, right? Yeah. Because I think we're so, we're sponges when we're kids, right? And I had a really great childhood growing up until like about 12 or 13. And then that's, you know, when I started being aware that, you know, certain things weren't great in the household. And um, and then that led to my mother being sick. And initially um, I did what I do best, which was uh, run and deny, you know, run from the run from what was happening and deny, you know, that what, what can you do as a 15 year old? I didn't have any help. I didn't have any support really. And I didn't have anybody around me that understood what I was going through. So I, I sought an outlet through like going out with my friends and hanging out with my friends. And obviously my mom had other help than me because I just, I, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't show up and it's been a lifelong, not lifelong, but probably over probably about 10 years of processing and healing from 15 to around 25 of recognizing like number one I'm not a victim because this happened to me in my life I took that I took that um story of my mother getting sick and I ran with like woe is me the world hates me I'm a victim my life sucks I ran with that story for a really long time and it got me nowhere but lower you know mm -hmm. Um, and I remember a very significant person in my life at the time, he, he told me, he was like, you're kind of making yourself the victim when it comes to your mother's story. You're like making this, I know it sucks and it's shitty and it's, you know, nobody should ever go through that as a child, but you're, you're taking what you've been through and you're kind of like wearing it as a badge on your shoulder of like, this is why you should feel bad for me instead of liberating and, and letting it kind of like uh infiltrate every aspect of your life instead of instead of you know accepting it and moving forward and that was really difficult for me to hear that was the first time I ever heard it I think I was like 21 at the time yes and I was just like first it hurt and I was triggered and then I had to look at myself in the mirror and I was like shit how much of my power am I giving away to this story like how much am I of my life am I not living because my mom is sick you know it's like yes it's significant and it's been painful and it's really deep and my I know my brother hasn't even really like processed it but luckily I was able to learn from that conversation and look myself in my eyes and also realize like I was carrying, I was also kind of carrying the burden of my mother's sickness on my shoulders, you know, and through a lot of energy work and Reiki and alternative therapies, I've also done regular therapy. Um, I was able to like start alleviate, alleviating that suffering and that trauma and just find a deeper place of acceptance. I think, I think that's like to really simplify healing I think the key is accepting the circumstances that are in your life and not resisting them we spend so many years wishing things were different wishing we could go back in time wishing my mom didn't get sick but if you really just understand it's out of your control it's not your life it's a part of your story I can accept it and I like it doesn't have to be the center focus of my story it can be a part of it now does that make yes. sense yeah it does it make sense. sense and so when it comes to like holistic medicine and with depression anxiety and stuff like how does that like how do you use holistic help to relieve that stress anxiety depression you know so you don't have to like play the victim in your own reality because you're not the victim you know you subconsciously think you are but you're not it's just what you yeah pick and choose to put your focus and your energy on so how do, mm. what would you tell the audience on how if they're going through a similar 
um, situation. Obviously, everyone's story is unique to them, which I'm so proud of you for even becoming aware of that. Like, so you're a queen. Thank you for that. For sharing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Thank you so much. What would you tell the audience? Because I'm even, like, interested to know. Yeah, so <clears throat> I've always been very spiritually inclined. So if you were to really, like, get me to talk for a couple of hours, you would see how woo-woo I am, you know, but also like the woo-woo works. So it works. Absolutely. The um, woo-woo works. So for <laughs> me, when I started getting into yoga, when I was about 19 years old, I remember like my ex, we were toxic, but he got me into nutrition and he got me into yoga. And I'm so grateful for him. And I love him for that because those are the things that really expanded my consciousness and I found the word enlightenment when I went to my yoga teacher training and I chose in that moment once I learned what enlightenment was once I learned what like higher consciousness was I learned in that moment that my path in this life is the road to enlightenment is the path to enlightenment and to get there you have to sit with yourself how can you change the angry negative toxic destructive thoughts in your mind if you don't even sit down to listen to them in the first place right silence is, is silence and stillness is the medicine that so many of us are lacking right now and it's the medicine that we need to understand ourselves on a deeper level and therefore alleviate the illusions of the thoughts of the ego you know um and so you do that through meditation through yoga yoga is not just a physical workout it's not just a physical practice that's how we westernized it it started bef before there were the asanas there were so many other things that went into yoga before the physical practice was even developed it's a map to get you to a higher state of consciousness to get you to an enlightened state because once you are there you can oversee your life from a higher perspective of realizing i wasn't given this to be punished I was given this as an opportunity to learn and grow yes and, you know, and I think I was just gonna say like um, I'm gonna start doing yoga as like a YouTube uh, video like 364 days of yoga starting next mm -hmm. year and Haley's a yoga instructor so Haley what do you think like you would kind of give someone like as yoga medicine quote unquote to kind of help with that I think yoga is a beautiful process because it doesn't dissolve your problems. It doesn't make everything a go away, but it helps you resonate with the problem on a different level to where you change how you react to every single thing that comes into your life, whether you label it as good or bad, because I believe that nothing truly is bad in our life. It's just how we react to those things. And when you sit with yourself in stillness and quietness, you build this like very, very deep, honest relationship with yourself that it allows you to see the good in everything. And some people think that's a bad thing, but in my heart, I can see the good in everyone. And it helps you really see the good in everything. And it helps you react to everything in a, in a softer heart and a, a deeper way of thinking. And the, the benefits of yoga is unlimited, um, limitless. And I believe we're constantly doing yoga when we're connected with our breath and when we're connecting with other like-minded friends and building that community and simply just being in this present moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like your traumas are, they, they end up being wired into your, your nervous system. Right. And so it's like, they become a part of your physical body. And if you don't learn to master your body, you don't learn to calm your nervous system that trauma, those stories are always going to be there, right? Yoga yes. is also about not just flexibility of the body and strength. It's about flexibility and strength of the mind as well. And when you learn to master it, you can heal your nervous system, therefore releasing those traumas from your body as well. Yes. And how old are you again? I forgot to ask you your age. I, I just turned 28. So. 28. Yeah. I was 26 when I started um, traveling. Okay. 
Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that is beautiful. And you have like your own business and yeah. how did you kind of get into the entrepreneur like lifestyle and where did that kind of kick off for you? Cause I'm mm -hmm. in that journey right now and I, I definitely look up to you in all of those aspects and I'm just curious. Thank you. That's really sweet. Um, well, it started with yoga. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know you guys I say this to a lot of people I don't think you would like me when I was younger because I was such a rebel I was such a tell me what to do I'm gonna do the opposite kind of person me too yeah and I'm like I'm not gonna listen to authority I'm not gonna listen to rules especially, especially the parents yeah exactly <laughs> especially if I don't think they're right um I did go to college that felt like more of a thing to do for my parents and myself but obviously inevitably I'm grateful for it um but I just, I never wanted to, like, I always wanted to be my own boss. I always wanted to create something myself, whether it was my own medical practice or whatever interest I was, you know, drawn towards. I wanted to do it myself. You know, that's just kind of how I've been. I wanted to create something. I wanted to run my own movement or platform. And I got into, it happened really magically, actually. Um, I got into, I was working at a juice bar for many years, you know, I was working at teaching yoga. So obviously yoga was a little bit of entrepreneurship. And then I started working with this naturopath in 2020 and then everything happened. The pandemic happened and I lost kind of like all my jobs at once. And I was still finishing like one, I needed to like go back to school and do like one course credit or something. I was finishing like one online class, but I didn't have any jobs at the time. And then, you know, that gave me a lot of space to be like, whoa, like what, what's going on? What do I really want to do? What do I really want to be? I have the yoga, I have the meditation, I'm getting the Reiki. I went through Reiki trainings. Um, I have, you know, this holistic nutrition, what should I do with it? And my friend at the time she was running like a wildly successful productivity coaching company but her focus was on learning your brain learning about neuroplasticity hypnosis hypnosis all of these tools to help you understand yourself and then optimize your productivity optimize your success rate and so she's like come be my mentee started being mentored by her she's a fucking genius pardon my french um she's incredible <laughs> And so I was mentored by her. And then I was like, I'm just going to look on LinkedIn for jobs, you know? Okay. I find this company called Vita Medical. Um, they were private at first. They're now public and they're doing really well. They're more of like a corporate now. And they were looking for holistic health coaches. And I had done like a little online certificate. Obviously I have the knowledge. I've been coaching like my friends and family for years at this point. I applied got the job and was working online for them, was helping my friend Mackenzie, was teaching yoga. And then it was just like, oh my God, I was learning so much. I was doing so much. I was seeing so much success through them. I got a lot of trainings. I got paid to work there. And then I got a bunch of trainings like cognitive behavioral therapy, different nutrition trainings, all of these certificates through this company. And then finally, it just kind of naturally, I decided that I, I want to attract my own clients and it just naturally started happening and it's just grown exponentially since then. So, yeah. So I just started um, kind of studying into neuroplasty, like the brain and stuff. So I like just started learning about the different lobes and nerves and cognitive function and, you know, mm -hmm. like how your brain, the brain, first off, I cannot talk so highly about the brain, how intelligent it really is, how it's like, it can kind of navigate this, like your spacious environment and understand what, like you, what you heard when you came and see it. It's like certain things about the brain, like when you're really studying it, it's incredible. And I'm yeah. like, people kind of, well, some people, certain people um, in the community are kind of like anti-ego, anti-subconscious mind. I'm like, honestly, mm -hmm. it's way more beautiful than you okay. think it is. Yeah. If you the research and study and like actually see your your brain is taking care of so many different mobile aspects of your body and and then that's why you need rest because it's taking care of like 36 different things in yeah. one present moment but yeah the question I want to ask is like even with you know neural brain and neuroplasty or what, what is the correct term for that actually neuroplasticity 
neuroplasticity like what are some like herbs or remedies to help with brain health and brain function mm -hmm. um body function stuff like that okay so I love this question um the recent studies on adaptogens and on um, mushrooms mushrooms such as lion's mane chaga cordyceps turkey tail reishi um, functional mushrooms the studies over the last couple of years have blown my mind you know the the being able to see like the brain scans, how your brain changes after using these supplements, the, these functional mushrooms after an, an extended period of time is incredible. Lion's mane in particular is really good for the brain. It's been proven that it, um, it activates like new neural synapses, meaning like new connections in the neurons in the brain, just by taking it, you know, it's, it, adds to neuroplasticity, which is your mind and brain's ability to be malleable with its belief system, to be malleable. And what else? Ashwagandha is really good mm -hmm. for cognitive function. Um, Shilajit. Shilajit is, yes. yeah, similar to CMOS, right? They, it has um, almost 100% of the, it's either 91 or 92 electrolytes or uh, minerals that our body needs to function optimally. Shilaji is incredible. Um, chaga. Yeah. These are just some that I take on a regular basis. And then Moringa is really good for cognitive function as well. I do. My mom, she just started caring about her brain health and she has this like coffee or well, this alternative mushroom coffee. That's what we start doing now. We don't drink coffee. We do mushroom alternatives. So yeah, I'm heavy on like mushroom alternatives to cook like a vegan steak or fried chicken. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's incredible. And I, I also use, um, there's a lot of herbs you kind of can use for brain function. Uh, but I don't really necessarily remember at the moment. But I know if you search it up, you'll... Turmeric is always good too for um, anti-inflammatory anti -inflammatory properties, especially if you're like a high functioning person yeah. where mm -hmm. you're running a business, you're running an empire, you know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of stuff to do. So it always comes back to what are you investing in, right? Like, are you investing in poisoning your body on the weekend with food and alcohol? Are you going to invest in optimizing yourself, therefore becoming you know the most successful optimal version of you so yeah so um i did want to go over just a few holistic medicine or eastern medicine um like healing things that you can do to take care of your health care um, instead of using big pharma, Western medicine. So uh, I'm just going to list a few because there's a lot. There's like more than 2,000 yeah. different things. So we're just going to list a few. But um, Haley, what is this one? Ayurveda? Ayurveda. Because okay, she knows how to pronounce that. So the, the rhythm of living with nature. Yes, look at you. Okay, so acupuncture, aromatherapy, meditation, yoga, um, we have, uh, like, I know you can use kava as a alcohol alternative. If you don't mm -hmm. want to, you know, drink, you can use kava, which I love that because I don't drink, but I use kava. You kind of get in the vibe, you know, get in the rhythm. Do a little yeah, thing. I like kava. I like kava. They don't really have it here, but I used to drink it in the States. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, we have some sanag. Okay, some of these words I might butcher, guys. <laughs> Sanaga, <laughs> I think that's a herb. Sanaga, yes. Yeah, I use Sanaga actually. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's so an ancient like tribal medicine that they they drop into their eyes and it helps to heal. It's painful, yeah, but it helps to like heal any vision or optical issues. So yeah, I actually just heard about that I think like when I was looking I was telling Haley like I was looking more into like ayahuasca uh hape or rape um like cambo like prop like um healing things for your health that's really beautiful I'll list maybe three more so I know uh you know instead of doing birth like um at the hospital you can switch to 
childbirth or home birth, which I'm mm -hmm. actually considering because I, since I'm vegan, I can't take the medicine. I can't take the epidural. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, instead of paying, like investing 20K just to have a child there and paying for the time that you're in the bed, I'd rather just do a home birth with a, um, they call it a doula. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. It's literally $800 all together. Perfect for me. Wow. Yeah, that's what I've been wanting to do as well. Like yeah. do it in the pool at your home and like have a nurse with you or on, honestly, my best friend can do it for me because like she's going into that field. So I'm like, great, you'll just be right there with me. Yeah. But like you just like birth your child and be able to like hold your kid and not like have any strangers put hands on your kids first before you hold your child and, you know, go back to the natural way of what do you think is right? What do you think? is more natural to give birth to your kid your bodies were designed to give birth you guys why are we so scared of it you know yeah. it's so interesting to yeah. think about <laughs> mm -hmm. we also have magnet therapy uh reiki red light therapy chiropractic uh cryotherapy but this one i actually want to ask you about because it's biohacking which i actually haven't really heard of biohacking so what is that mm -hmm. Biohacking is a way to use the advancements in technology that we have now. It's interesting. So it's really funny because as life has progressed, you know, after the industrial revolution, after we've westernized the world for reasons we've had to because of population increase, et cetera, et cetera, um, we've become disconnected from nature, from nature, right? And so now there's all of these technologies to like replicate nature and then optimize our health as if we're living in unison with nature again, right? So it's like- Like the freight, like, like building your whole house on fake grass. I'm like- Yeah, yep. Yeah, something like that. Or like red light therapy is biohacking, right? Because red, let's say you live in Utah. I was in Utah during the winter months. There was no sun. I was dying. I digress. Um, <laughs> I needed red light therapy because I need, my cells needed that energy. It was, mm. you know, I didn't see the sun for months at a time. And so biohacking, like that's a really simple version of biohacking. And then it, it can get extremely advanced with the technologies, um, depending on, you know, what you want. There's different biohacking technologies that help mitigate the 5G. Um, thankfully in Colombia, like there's no EMFs, like we're thriving out here, but in the United States, the 5G, the EMFs, the, this is not a theory. It's actually fact now the, um, whatever they're spraying in the skies, like that's a military and government thing that they're doing. Um, so to help mitigate their, that, that essentially like these things that we're absorbing that are foreign to our bodies, there's different technologies for that, that you can just have in your home, you can wear on your person. Um, and then there's also getting into supplements like neurotropics. Have you guys heard of neurotropics before? I have not. I've different. heard of them, but I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's like different supplements that you can use individually or combine or stack to help to open and access more parts of your brain, mm. essentially to increase focus. Some people believe that like some of them kind of mimic the limitless pill. What was that movie called? Was it called? Limitless? Yes. The matrix. Yeah. No, or, no, 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 no. With Bradley Cooper limitless, I think. Right. Limitless. That was yeah, a very yeah, yeah. good movie. So there's things that can help you access more of your brain so that you're more productive, more effective, etc. So mm -hmm. And that's how I feel with psilocybin. Like I have been yeah. trying, like I've been consuming psilocybin for about a year now and mm -hmm. it has just like unlocked parts of my brains that like it has made me more in, in tuned, connected, mm -hmm. more intelligent with the way I speak, the way I connect with others and mm -hmm. the way I feel about myself. And it has really expanded my mind, but also opened my heart to seeing the good in everything and being able to make decisions better based on how I feel from what's around me that's beautiful that's beautiful i just love plant medicine i love i agree medicine. so yes. do i would not be anywhere i wouldn't be where i am today without it so yes um so i wanted to ask you a question like how you work with your clients like so as a like um a holistic practitioner right for mm -hmm. example if 
you had a client that kind of needed um, help with, you know, depressions, I like recovering from trauma, stuff like that, mental illness, what would you provide for them? Or like certain practices that you would provide for them to kind of heal that or start the process of healing? Mm, it's really beautiful. So it's, it's hard to explain because it's so multi-layered. It's like I bring pieces, so many pieces from different, you know, uh, lanes of knowledge from different modalities that I've learned in the past into each session based on the individual. But first and foremost, it's always about creating a meditation practice with them first. Mm. I always say, I'm like, if you are going to do this work, if you're going to change your brain, if you're going to change your identity, your reality, you have to meditate. I don't care Absolutely. if you're listening to it. I don't care if you're fearful of it. This will not work if you don't start expanding the gray matter in your brain, your ability to mm -hmm. sit and process. Because when we sit, we process, right? Whether that's you crying, kicking, screaming, you sitting in stillness is going to give you that opportunity to flush out those emotions that are being bogged down in your system. And then from there, it really depends on where they're at. Um, I genuinely believe that, you know, trauma breeds limiting beliefs and insecurities. And so it's about getting to the root of that trauma first. It's like the client always has this idea of how they want their life to look right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a successful entrepreneur. I want to, okay, great. What's in the middle of you truly believing that you deserve that and you going after that. And usually that's pieces of your identity that have been formed from trauma or negative experiences of your past. So that's where I come in with the meditation, with the hypnosis, with the, um, just my approach of, of the healing arts to help accept, heal, excavate what's no longer serving them from the from the past. It usually takes a few months. Like the three month mark is usually when I start to see them like, oh, right. I'm not that story anymore. You know, that's not who I am. This is who I'm becoming. And then once they get to that place, it's like getting really clear on the vision and what needs to be done, what needs to be shifted, changed, let go of in their life and with their lifestyle, um, with their lifestyle in order to manifest this desired outcome. So like, so, what is the favorite, like activities or practices that you like to do? Mm, like for mm. yourself and your clients? Because like, ideally, I don't hear a lot of people talking about red light in my awareness, because maybe I'm not surrounding myself with people who already do that practice but like for red light or bioresonance and biocharger like stuff like that um mm -hmm. you personally do that um your favorite that you do most like in of. my own practice yeah like your own practice but also something you provide to the client majority of the time like kind of your uh basics that you like Reiki. Okay. Reiki. yeah so Reiki is beautiful because you can do energy healing and Reiki from a distance so if I had a biohacking studio which like I see the vision in the future I'm <laughs> gonna have like a whole room you know ideally the clients would come over they'd sit on the biocharging mat they'd get the red light therapy they would do all of that right but right now just my lifestyle and as I'm traveling like I don't have a solid home base right because I'm moving so what I can provide to my clients is Reiki, energy healing, hypnosis, and visualization techniques that help them to essentially no longer identify with the limiting beliefs of the past. Does that make sense? And then if they are coming in purely for physical health, um, for nutrition needs, it's all about getting into that supplementation, those herbal remedies, and, and holistic nutrition approach as well. I have my first Reiki session next Tuesday and I'm so Your excited. First? Oh my god. Yes. Because yeah. my uncle, my uncle, that's uh he does that. So I'm really excited because he invited me to get a session. So I was like, ooh. That's so incredible. Mm -hmm. It's it's life changing. Energy work is life changing. So mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. Um, so I want to ask you if you have any like challenge for our listeners that you can give them that will lead them to 
impacting their mind, body, and soul that they can leave this podcast feeling, you know, sometimes people can get overwhelmed with all the information and like, where do you start? But what's kind of like um, something that they can leave with that you would challenge them that will impact them with their mind, body, and soul? Yeah, I have a few things like, and I'll keep it brief. Um, Number one, do you even have a relationship with yourself? Mm. Oh, you know, yeah. what are be bring awareness to how you speak to yourself when you wake up, you know, those thoughts in your mind, how you're projecting either negativity or positivity into your life based on what's happening up here. And to bring it all the way back to the, to the basics, it always comes back to stillness. You know, it always comes back to know thyself, knowing thyself is Number one, it's something that probably 90% of this planet will never get to in this life. And number two, once you know yourself, you know your capabilities, you know who you are, right? But you can't get to know yourself until you listen to yourself, right? And in listening to yourself, I challenge you to, if you don't meditate, I feel like a lot of your listeners probably do, but if you don't, I challenge you to sit with yourself for 20 minutes a day for 14 days straight. Okay. And I want, I encourage you to, you know, take notes afterwards. It might be painful at first, you know, Mm -hmm. we're programmed to be pretty negative, vicious people on some levels, but just know that those thoughts are illusions and they're not truth and allow yourself to, to be in that stillness, even if it's uncomfortable, because you will find liberation in that. Yes. And I'm going to incorporate that challenge as well, because sometimes I feel like, you know, when I go to my yoga classes and when I do that, sometimes I label that as my meditation, but you are not alone. I need to be sitting by myself in quiet without the fidgeting, without the never mind, you know, like the getting up, the the trying to avoid the meditation. So I'm going to incorporate that challenge of 20 minutes a day by myself alone, meditating for 14 days. I love that. Yeah. If you were talking to somebody that's like a little more strict than I am, they would say, if you're starting out, do two hours a day. Wow. And you will heal in like a month. <laughs> wow. You know, I also practice like a mindful conscious lifestyle. So I think that also kind of goes hand in hand with holistic health, doesn't it? Because it's kind of like you kind of care about having a substantial uh, products and environment mindful eating and uh, being being, things that is kind of correlated to being conscious and aware of what you're doing in your reality in your life so Mm -hmm. I would also start there maybe even you know uh, take a look at what considers as mindful conscious lifestyle and see if you resonate with anything that you want to incorporate into your life because that is considered still like holistic health so that'd be if um, I'm really glad we actually talked about this today because when you brought up stillness I was talking to Haley on the phone earlier and I even brought up how that's kind of ideally the point remember Haley I was just like yes. you know we should observe and just be in the present moment and exist that's our point so I, I think this definitely was a sign and um, synchronicities to have you on the show and it's very beautiful that you came and you're really stunning your energy is fantastic um when is, next, uh, when is your next treat so we can um go ahead and give the shout out to that yeah well everybody can um reach me on danielle.limitlessbeing that's my name on all platforms tiktok and instagram and then my website's in my profile um if you want to book a session or just reach out and then our next women's retreat is the beginning of november november 3rd through the 8th in Quindío, colombia and um it's going to be very powerful very magnetic um i do see co-ed retreats happening next year as well but yeah the november 3rd through the 8th in colombia definitely go apply if you're interested because like we are almost fully sold out and we want to make sure yeah, we give you an opportunity to be there as well so yeah and Haley's also doing a retreat Haley your Costa Rica retreat can we have a little information about that as well 
Yes, I will be co-hosting a women's spiritual retreat in Costa Rica, La Fortuna. I will be hosting two separate retreats in January, so two separate dates. It's going to be a seven-day, six-night, and a six-day, five-night. And it's just going to be a, the second retreat is in all ages. So we want a big variety of ages since I'm only 21. We want like 40, 50, 60-year-olds, you know, like a different perceptions on life so we can really gain some knowledge from different generations and how people yeah. have grown up and maybe their limited beliefs and just all come together as a community to help unlock our power and everything is at hippie hey on instagram tiktok everything linked in my bio where you can reach my retreats and things as well and I know me and Elijah are hosting a retreat as well next year, still getting the information kind of rolling, but hopefully in Portugal next year. So, and cool. I would love to host a retreat with you as well as yeah. Danielle as well. Yeah, I might be in Portugal next year. So Yay. I might be moving there. So I'll keep oh, you posted, definitely. All the adventures, yeah. I love nice. it. I'm like, oh yeah. Things, ladies, mm -hmm. love you guys. <laughs> Um, and also, you only live this life once, right? So exactly. <laughs> so spiritual circle with me and Haley is also November eighteenth. It's in Houston, so all my Houston girlies and queens and kings come and join us, and you mm. know, hi, kind of vibe. We have so many things going on for it, like yoga, sound bowl, tuning forks, static dance, and the sunset. We got food and drinks, yes. um, carpools. So definitely come take a look at that. And also my Instagram is Alasia Sims, TikTok. I need to change my name, but for now it's Alasia Sims readings. <laughs> and um, definitely contact all of us if you have any more information you want to know. And we're so happy to have brought this episode to you. So I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. It was amazing. It was magical. Thank you so much for all of your knowledge and your energy and your time. I really appreciate it. You're so amazing and you're very inspirational. Both of you as well. I'm proud of both of you. Keep it up. You're going to go Thank far. You. <laughs> Thank you. Queen. Yeah. All it takes is just a little believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little self-love, a little self-worth. Yes. <laughs>